great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Wow. Did you hear the interview with the owner-operator of WABC, John Katsimatidis, and former President Donald Trump. Wow. In the interview, which touched on a number of topics that are making headlines across the country, Trump, in particular, slams New York Attorney General Letitia James over the fraud lawsuit in which the former president says, quote, she is a disaster. He accused James of targeting him in order to raise her political profile. And uh, he says, and I'm quoting the uh, former president, she goes after me and the banks are fully paid, totally satisfied, happy. They got their money back. In the meantime, we have murderers walking down the street. Trump also warns warns of possible World War III over Ukraine and Taiwan. I want you to listen to what he has to say on the issues of crime in New York and the attorney general. Why are we not defending and talking for the eight and a half million New Yorkers that love New York and we're defending the 3,000 Repeat violent yeah. criminals. And you're in New York right. all your life. Tell us. I mean, does it make any sense at all? So sad what's happened to New York. New York State. I mean, you look at this Letitia James. She's a disaster. Uh, she spends years going after me uh, that she said, oh, I may be misrepresented to banks, which, frankly, I didn't. And all of her staff, the number of people and and she goes after me on by the way banks that are fully paid they're totally satisfied happy they got their money back all the money in the and in the meantime we have murderers going down walking down the street it's just horrible she's a horror show she's so bad she doesn't care about violent crime she doesn't care about anything except trying to use trump's name to get elected and she's a disaster and everybody knows it she's done a terrible job but people like her, Letitia James, are causing a tremendous problem in New York. And New York's not the same place. I have so many friends, they don't want to go there anymore. And they're leaving New York. You're staying. <laughs> You're one of the people that are staying. But people are leaving New York by the tens of thousands. And you have a lot of wealthy people leaving New York, and they're the ones that give it the money so that it can function. And if this continues, I don't know what's going to happen to New York, but you go down the streets and you look at the state and just – not New York City. It's all over the state. The crime is just incredible in Democrat-run areas. And Letitia James has done absolutely nothing on violent crime. She wants nothing to do with it. I worry. It's a disaster. Interesting. So a, a few takeaways. One, Trump was on his game during uh, the interview. A, a great interview done by Mr. Katsimatidis. Uh, Trump clearly is running for president, and it sounds like he will resonate uh, during uh, the campaign. And what I what I found interesting, and I hope that you everyone caught this point. People don't like to hear this, but it is the reality. If the wealthy leaves New York for Florida, Arizona, anywhere else, there goes the tax base, the money, the moolah. 
Who's going to make it up? Who's going to make it up? I I know I know that certain certain uh, uh, populations believe that the money's just magically going to appear, but it doesn't. It's based primarily on a tax base, and if that tax base is gone, then what? Then what? That's one of the stories, and we're gonna. You're going to hear a, a lot more of what Mr. Trump had to say to Mr. Katsimatidis. Our second story that we are continuing to follow, and again, Curtis Sliwa brought this to my attention. The victim of the brutal New York City subway attack reveals gruesome injuries and, to a degree, is ripping into Mayor Adams. The mom of five, Elizabeth Gomes, who was viciously attacked by a homeless maniac at a Queens subway station, is asking Mayor Adams to put more NYPD cops at subway stops. And she says, and she says, that the city needs major help, major help after removing her sunglasses to show her injuries from the horrific caught-on-camera attack, which included her eyes being swollen shut, swollen shut, and a nasty gash over her right eye. It's like any other crazy guy out there. He's just talking about a whole bunch of nonsense and just trying to ignore him, just, you know, just trying to make it to work peacefully. And, I mean, I don't know where this just viciously attacked me out of nowhere. Like, I don't even want to take the train. You know, I love my job so much, and a part of me, like, it doesn't want to go back because I'm scared. I would have never needed this to happen, like. My life has changed. Everything changed. And just like that, the snap of a finger, everything can change, and it often does, from the trauma of situations like this. And if you see the video, the video is traumatic alone to even watch it for what this monster did, who also years ago killed his own grandmother and was on parole, but yet somehow people are always out on parole, and yet uh, they do something else. And we're also going to deal with tonight, I see all your telephone calls from Boston, the Upper West Side, Long Island, and the Bronx. We're going to get to them in just a second. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. But we're also going to talk about this morning what I mentioned yesterday, the ransacked Philadelphia Wawa convenience store. New footage is released. Kids as young as 10 years old were in the mob ransacking the store. This is crazy, folks. It is absolutely crazy. What is what is going on? Let's begin with the telephone calls. Uh, Shia in on Long Island City. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm well, and I hope you're well. Thank you. Yes, I want to reiterate and talk about what you said about the state going bankrupt. My family is in business. Thank God we're doing quite well. And I'm telling you exactly what you said. I agree 100 percent. If Hopeful wins. And the state continues to have these horrible laws with high taxes and crime story and criminals being released. The rich, the people who are making the money in this state are going to leave. And I believe New York State will go bankrupt and go back to, the, to years ago. They're not going to have money anymore. Hochul doesn't realize that she's losing her, her, her base. New York State will go bankrupt, in my opinion. That's the next step for New York. Well, I, we, obviously, we hope that doesn't happen. But, but you have to Absolutely. be concerned. Yeah, you, you have to be concerned. When the money, thank you for the telephone call, when the money is leaving New York, going to Florida, Arizona, other places, the tax base, 
And people don't like to deal with the reality of the money, or, or I guess they're just in denial under the assumption that the money is always going to be there, that government is just going to fund everything. It just doesn't work that way. Let's go to LQ in the Bronx. Good morning, LQ. What's on your mind? Good morning, and God, many blessings, of, especially for your son yesterday's birthday. You sounded oh, thank great. you. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Um, the thing is, um, oh, God, uh, this lady, uh, it's, it's horrible. I, you know, I retired from Trenton, and this, this, this stuff been beating, this been going on for years. And it, it's really sad that she, of course, she got a major lawsuit. That's not going to really regain her, you know, her health and her, her press prey that she keeps, you know, just try to keep her uh, faith in God and just uh, do, you know, keep going, you know. But it's, 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 it's really sad. Um, as far as the, the federal government is probably just, you know, the, the money is, is going to bankrupt New York, the federal government, they in cahoots. And just one other thing, uh, real fast, Dominic, I think all this is, is, is planned and so forth for the reparation that they figured, figured letting all these criminals out. And most of them, let's be frank, it's black on black. Uh, our Latinos is like, uh, Letting them uh, is a payback for slavery. The same thing, letting busting open the the whole border so everybody could come in. Oh, because you brought in us in as slaves. This is my opinion. Now is payback time. Hmm. Well, the one thing I will agree with you on LQ. If you look at the viciousness of some of these attacks. Uh, African-American attacker, white victim. It is done with such a viciousness where all you can do is conclude that it's somewhat based on it to a racial degree, not so much mental illness, but to a racial degree. You brought up a couple of good points, LQ, and um, and I, I thank you for doing so. And um, for you to express concern for the woman, um, the 33-year-old woman, the mother of five, she says that we are going through a lot here. And she also says that um, she remembers hearing that they would have cops posted on platforms, riding the trains, cops down in the subway. Mayor Adams said, especially in the subway. But she goes on to state there was no one. Why no protection there? Referring to her early morning assault, September 20th, at the Howard Beach subway station. She goes on with her criticism of Mayor Adams. And I am quoting verbatim here. Like Eric Adams, our mayor, going to Puerto Rico, something that some of you brought up last night, referring to his honor's weekend trip to what he called the sixth borough to see if it need what it needed, if you will, after the hurricane. And so basically what she's referring to is what about the issues here? What about the issues here? And she's correct. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, Dominic. Uh, you know, former President Trump in his interview with uh, John Katsimatuti, uh, he brought up uh, his concerns about World War III. And I think it's uh, somewhat justified, you know, because when we look at what's going on internationally in the world, it's a scary situation. We see red China with Taiwan. We see what's occurring with Russia and Ukraine, and we see uh, countries, rogue countries like Iran, continue to uh, destabilize the uh, Middle East. So uh, do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and and I want you to hold on, Al, because uh, I, I want to um, uh, play this part uh, in terms of uh, Mr. Katsimatidis, and it was a great question, asked former President Trump what keeps him up at night. Uh, Mr. President, tell us 
What are the things that keep you up at night right now? Well, that's a very interesting question. Haven't been asked that question that way in a long time. First of all, hello, John, and you've been my friend for a long time, and I'm proud of you, the job you've done. Really proud. Everybody is. Uh, We look at what's going on in the world, and I think more than anything else, I think we could end up in World War III, and it could be uh, all of the horrible things that took place in Ukraine. Looks like it's going to happen in China with Taiwan, as you know, and you see what's going on over there. But What's happened in Ukraine should have never, ever happened, and now the word nuclear is being discussed, and I think that's one of the most dangerous things. That's uh, I think we're at the most dangerous time maybe in in many, many years, maybe ever because of the power of nuclear for a major nation that's equal with us on nuclear power to be throwing around the word cavalierly like nuclear is uh, is a very bad time, a very bad time for this country, and a very bad and a very dangerous time for the world, John. And indeed, Al, that that is the case. And so you asked if I agree, and I wholeheartedly agree with what the uh, former president said. And th- th- this is not a Democrat or a Republican answer. It, it is a realistic answer of what the reality is, Al. And that's yes. the way you see it, correct? Yes, definitely. And so, how do we how do we get out of this, Al? Out of, I, I know I know these are world issues, but but how do we, in your opinion, how do we get out of this? I think first off, you know, we have to in a month from now uh, go out there and hopefully get uh, the House of Representatives Republican. I hope we could also do the same with the uh, United States Senate, and then that would be the uh, first thing we do, and then hopefully. As we move forward to 2024, uh, we can get hopefully uh, President Trump, if he throws his hat in the ring again, to uh, regain the uh, White House, and uh, that's what I hope happens. Well, uh, to your to your point and your assessment, Al, we will know uh, in a in a month and a few days how this is all going to play out. Thank you for the call, Al. And as I often say, folks. It serves no point to call me up complaining after the fact. Vote. Vote like your life depends on it, because in many aspects, it does. To Boston and our friend Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. What's going on? Hi, Dominic. Um, Thanks, as always, for the time. Um, I just want to really encourage people, not just women, men too, when you're out in these settings like this woman found her and especially more vulnerable because it's 5 a.m., carry something in your hand and have it ready to go. Pepper spray, mace, bear spray. I don't care if it's legal or illegal. you got to look out for yourself. Nobody in government gives a rat's behind about you. And be vigilant and have it in your hand. Don't have it in your backpack or your pocket. Have it in your hand ready to go so you are in a safe place. Because God bless that woman. She would have had some protection. Um, even you know, even if she didn't have it in her hand, when that man came up and diverted the man for a second, you know what I mean? Maybe she could have reached for it. But you really need to have it ready to go. And I think of that with that poor woman that was jogging and killed down in Memphis recently, the mother of two. At 34 years old, she had her phone with her. That didn't do her any good, and she wasn't prepared, and it's not their fault. People should have to be in fight mode all the time. But a lot of times you cannot, you you know, you have no way to fight, so you got to fight. And we're in this. When you say vote as if your life depends on it, it's a tragedy to think that it's come to that. But when we look at the way we are supposed as humans are behaving to one another, it's really bad. And I piggybacking quick on something else you said. Um, did you hear about the group of um, black men? They were a self-defense group in Austin, Texas, that were uh, protesting. Uh, most of them having long guns on their person yes. out in public in front of the state house yes. down there. Yes. And I, you know what, Dominic? That's all I can think of. They were protesting primarily. They want reparations, but they're also pro- big protesting. Uh, against illegal immigration and shouting all sorts of things and illegals to go home. They don't want them here. And they take jobs for blacks, which is true. (laughs) But I will say this. This goes to show you the complete illegitimacy and the bias of the mainstream press, the legacy media, whatever you want to call it. If that was a group of uh, pistol and rifle club people, whites, 
with long guns over their shoulder, screaming at illegal immigrants. Can you imagine the breathless press coverage this would have gotten? When I when I Googled this, I didn't find one mainstream source. It was all places like the Millennial Post, you know, things like that. Not one group did I see, um, you know, a, a news organization. So we have to wonder, um, you know they would have said that the, this group of whites were mega Republicans. They would have politicized it, you know, ad nauseum. They would have said that they were racists and bigots and xenophobes and homophobes, you name it, Dominic. And they would have been filled. They would have been filled with hate. These white men with their guns, and yet not a peak, even just to inform people about the upset of these black men. No, but it's just like things don't happen. And the same thing, you know, we, we have to expect more from our media. And we and, and just lastly, I I was a victim of violent crime when I was young, Dominic. I was abducted, and someone attempted to rape me. And um, by God's grace, I got away. But people need to people need to be able to fight back. And we shouldn't have to be. You know, we're really living in very, very, very violent times. And that poor woman just attempting to get to and from work, she should never, you know, we don't even know she'll have long-term effects. At the very least, she, violent headaches, who knows, much less her vision. Yes. She's a young woman. She's a young woman. She could yes. have disfigurement. We don't know. And, and it's just not right. She could have been killed by any one of those blows. She could have been killed. And we should expect more. We need to demand more from one another and most of all from these supposed self-serving politicians. I'm sick of them all. And the one thing I'll give Trump, he's the only one that didn't take a salary as a president. He gave it back. And uh, next time I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you about a couple of deaths at the hand of illegals, Dominic. And they would not have been in the country if Trump were president. And that's all mm-hmm. I'll say. I think, he, you know, he doesn't stand a lot to gain. In fact, he's lost an awful lot, but, and he keeps trying, and I'll give him that. So thanks as always. You're a gift, Dominic, to all of us. Thank you. Be well. Thank you for the call, Jennifer, and, I, and I'm sorry uh, to listen to the fact that you were the victim of a violent crime, but I am thankful uh, that you got away. And um, some may say it's not responsible of me to – Back up Jennifer's message that legal or illegal, you should be prepared. And what I'm referring to is a bear spray, which I believe is illegal in New York uh, City, something. And she's right to just have a cell phone in your hand. As we witness with this uh, attack of the Queens woman uh, in, in, in the uh, Howard Beach station, you're not going to have time to dial a telephone number. And so some will say it's not responsible for me to um, back that message up, but, but, but I, I agree with her. I, because it comes down to survival. It comes down to getting away from a situation or possibly losing your life or possibly having lifelong uh, implications as it relates to your health. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Sal, a friend of the program, uh, and you can email me your thoughts uh, if you choose not to call up, dominic.carter at wabcradio.com, dominic.carter at wabcradio.com. So Sal says, first, happy birthday to your son concerning Mayor Adams in Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. Instead of doing a one-two boogaloo for political points among the Latin community, how about, quote, the brothers and sisters here in New York City, which is falling apart socially, financially, and judicially? Mayor Adams, get your nightclub butt Back to NYC. He's back. Uh, fixing New York City, especially the crime situation, like that woman attacked in the subway, should be your first, and he capitalized first, and only capitalize, priority capitalize right now. FEMA capitalize will help Puerto Rico. Good point there. Good point there. Let's go to Joe in New Jersey. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? What's up, brother? Hey, um, back to your original caller. I uh, 
I I wish her the best. Um, she went through something difficult, and I I hope till this day she got through it. Uh, Jennifer was your last caller. Yes, from Boston. But, um, yeah, let me let me just tell you. So, um, back with um, uh, the, our president. Um, I know we're, we were off topic before, but um, I think dialogue is very important, and I think he was the best person in office to provide dialogue and prevent anything that's going on now. But back to our main issue in New York City, where, where I work, and I take the 139 bus every day from Freehold to uh, Port Authority, and I work as a bartender, and the sh- the sh- I, I don't want to say that word. Okay, no, please don't. But, Joe, you got you yeah. to get to yeah, the no, point. No, I, we I, have I, a I, lot I, of calls. <laughs> Yeah, but the, but the stuff I see, it's, it's it's astronomical. The EDPs that are on the streets and emotionally disturbed person. It, okay, exactly. If anybody doesn't know what EDP means, emotionally disturbed person. But the stuff I see every day, walking 14 blocks to my job, is is crazy. There's so, there's no cop on the streets. There's no cops on the corners like there were under the Giuliani days. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. Every everything w- w- was clean. There was there was cops on every corner, and you don't see nothing. God forbid somebody gets attacked. Well, there's the, nothing. There. Joe, the the good news the good news is that you get to walk. I think you said 14 blocks to your job every day. The bad news that confronts all of us. You mentioned the uh, homeless people, the mentally deranged people. The bad news for you and all the rest of us is that you never know when one of them is going to decide to attack you. That's the problem. That's the problem, Joe. And and you're you're saying that you never see a police officer? You want to see the cops in every corner like we used to see. But do you see them? We don't see that. So you don't see them at all? I just started working back in the city after 14 years. I came back to the city. I had a great opportunity. I took it, and I still I don't see that anymore. There was a mm-hmm. cop on every corner. Mm-hmm. There was a cop on every corner, and you don't see that anymore. So that's that's what I have to tell you. Well, Joe, I'm 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 sorry for what for what you are going through and what you're forced to uh, witness. Thank you for the uh, telephone call. I have got to take a break, but I see some a little bit of bad news here on the screen from our friend Hudson in the Bronx, in which Hudson says that uh, he and his wife were attacked in the city the other day. So we are going to take a break. Coming up at 1245, uh, the, the uh, Chronicles of Dominic Carter, and at 1 a.m., Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. When we come back, we are going to Hudson in the Bronx. We are going to Manhattan the Upper West Side, New Jersey, Clifton, New Jersey, and Brooklyn. Talk Radio 77, WABC. I heard you were looking for me. Hey, Mr. Hello. Tell me where you been. <laughs> you know. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Our owner-operator of WABC did a remarkable interview with the former president of the United States, Donald Trump. We'll let you hear a bit more of it in just a second. And I'm about to go to Hudson in the Bronx. Uh, I see that, that he was attacked in the city the other day. And it it, ter- it it bothers me terribly because the last time I spoke to Hudson, he was warning of these possible attacks and that, and that he, had, he, was, he was actually more concerned for his wife. And they had left a uh, ball game, a Mets game at Shea Stadium. But we're going to get to Hudson in just a second. So the woman that was attacked at the Howard Beach train station, she says, and I'm quoting verbatim, there was no one to help her. Why no protection there? This happened the early morning assault, September 20th, at the Howard Beach subway station. And she's referring to Mayor Eric Adams here. She says, quote, 
when we're out there, we are by ourselves. We fight these battles by ourselves. And what they do, they go try to help other countries that have nothing to do with what we're going through in our own place. Curtis Lewa is the one that broke this story. And here's what Curtis Lewa had to say on his show. Where are all the police officers that Eric Adams, the swagger man, promised to flood into the subway system? Where is the police commissioner, Sewell, missing in action? You never see her. She's supposed to move into the city of New York according to the guidelines when you become police commissioner within six months of appointment. She refuses to leave Nassau County. She said, I'm not coming into New York City, which suggests to me she'll be putting in her papers, retirement papers in October, and out of there by January 1st. They have abandoned the subway system. Do you think Eric Adams, with his entourage, when they came back JetBlue last night, took the bus from the JetBlue terminal and JFK, over to Howard Beach, the connection to the A-train, and took that back? Of course not. Do you think he took a moment to just assess the situation that still, as of yesterday, had no freaking cops there? Not from the Port Authority, not from the NYPD. Oh. Curtis, thank you for that, and thank you for reaching out to me. And letting me know about this story. It is outrageous what has happened. Let's now go to the Bronx and Hudson. Good morning, Hudson. How are you? Hey, Dom. I'm good, brother. Always good to hear your voice. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Same with you. My wife. My wife actually convinced me to call. We always listen to you. And I didn't want to call. And I didn't want to tell the story because it is embarrassing. But she said, call him, call him. I want you to tell him. So, again, the other day, you know, we're down there. We try not to avoid the city. And it's the same thing. The cops, just like the last caller said, you know, even if they're there, they're not there. They'll walk away. They'll do whatever. Some crazy guy comes up, does whatever, gets in my wife's face. Dom, you know me for years just from talking. My wife is not one to back down. He's up in her face, up in his face, whatever. I get in front of her. I get whatever. He pulls out a pan, Dom, a pan. Who the hell has a pan in their bag? A pan. Like, like a, frying, a, a frying pan. A frying pan. A frying wow. pan. Hits me across my head. And my wife, God bless her, we bring all our tools with us. And as you know, we've talked so many times. She takes out the mace as we practice all the time. She maced him in the face. The guy ran away. She, she's laughing right now. You hear I hear her. I hear her. <laughs> yeah, she's laughing. She, she maced him in the face. She got me a little bit, which which hurt. I'm not gonna lie. First time I ever got it in my face. I I, I don't mean to laugh, but but anyway, go go ahead, Hudson. Please continue. But but this is this is the point. Um, it shouldn't come to this because I love New York City. You love New York City, man. I'm not leaving. This is the place I was born and raised, man. I do never want to leave this place. And what they're doing, and it comes down to one thing, and they don't talk about it enough. And Lee Zeldin doesn't talk about it enough. Qualified immunity, this is the number one thing of why these cops are hiding in the shadows. Qualified immunity. If you take that away from them, they got nothing. That's the reason why they don't want to step in, because if they do something, they got a guy with a pan, they do something, they tackle him, guess what happens? Somebody videotapes that, they take what? They take their house, they take their car, they take everything, because now people that don't understand what that is, it means that qualified immunity Instead of if they get sued where the city pays for it, now you can go after someone's personal stuff. You know, I, I, again, I, I'm not saying it the right way. I know that you could probably say it better than me, but it's getting so bad, Dom. And it's like, this is the city I love, man. And it's a shame. And I'm going to let you go. You know me. I'm always very quick. Yes. Hey, Hudson, you, you, you like to state and run. But hold on a second. You do your statement and then you're gone. But, and I respect that. But wait a minute. I want to make sure I got this right. So yes. some nut job jumps in your wife's face. And of yes, course, sir. and of course, a man being a man, you are going to come to her defense. That that's a given. That's a given. Yes. It's automatic. And then I guess I should say we are lucky that he didn't stab you. So yes. 
he it was clearly premeditated because he had a frying pan with him, right? Yeah. And yeah. and he whacked you in the head with the frying pan. Yep. On the on the the back the back right of my head, I still got a lump. <laughs> but 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 your wife had a, your wife had a trick for him with the mace. Yeah, yeah, she did. And, and the thing is, and this is so sad. And again, I mean, for people that are listening for the first time with me and you talking back and forth, you know, we practice these things, me and her. Like we practice where if this happens, this is what you do. If this happens, this is what you do. Like you know, we go on, we watch, we watch stupid YouTube videos. Like you know, if this happens, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get graphic. If this happens go for the balls or go for the throat. I mean, it sounds stupid, but these are things that if you're going to be... A, wait, wait, you know, wait, wait, a, wait, 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 wait. Hudson, Hudson, why would that sound stupid? The fastest way to take down a man I, I, is exactly a kick to the groin area. That is okay, the fact. Right, but, yeah. but don't miss, because if you because if you hit halfway, he's going to be livid yeah. and, and, more, and more furious. But if you hit him good, that's the end of the battle. Then, yeah, then you're good. And listen, I mean, as far as my wife, I'm not concerned. She's ferocious. But as far as anyone else listening, like Dom said, yeah, don't don't miss. Do that. But the mace, the mace she, like I said, she has the mace. She has a little tiny knife. And then she has that thing that I told you that's on her keychain, that alarm. Now, mm. the thing that you were talking about where you just said before, Dom, that a man is a man. And I'm sorry. And I know you saw the video of that poor flight attendant. That got the crap beat out of her. And I'm sorry, man. It's so hard to even watch that video. The guy that was in that video in the beginning, and you said, as a man, got to be a man, got to be a man. Why did that guy run away? I'm sorry, Dom. I don't care what planet you're on. If you see a woman getting attacked like that, I don't care where I am. I have no... I believe you. I, I hear you, Hudson. I believe you're talking about the security guard, right? Not, she's not a flight attendant. She's a security oh, guard at, at JFK. Yeah, no, no. But, but yeah, but I mean, in fairness to that individual, at least he tried. But, but yeah. this, but this suspect was ferocious. Yeah, and, he was. and, yeah. and, and that man could have lost his life. And in a split second, he had to weigh his options. And, uh, unfortunately, though, when he ran, he seemed like he was angrier than ever, the suspect, and continued with the beating. Hudson, I, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad your wife is okay. I, I wish that, I thank you for the call. I wish that I could say what I feel should have happened to the guy that did this, but people will say that I'm not being responsible. But I'll just put it this way, and you figure it out. If it happened on a subway platform and he can't see, then maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. I'm not saying that he should be hit by a train or electrocuted, but you fill in the rest of it. As to where I'm coming from on this. Francine in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, I'm a first-time caller, and I'm a little nervous, but I just want to... Um, hey, hey, wait, Francine. This yeah. is just a call between me and you. Don't be nervous. Okay, I remember you from New York 1. I used to watch you all the time. Hey, hey, was that guy on New York 1, was he good-looking or no? Yes, he was. Yes, hey, he was. Hey, yes. now, you know what, he's... now you know what I want to ask you, but I'm not. I want to say, is he better looking than the guy that's there now? But we'll leave that alone. We'll leave that one alone. Go right, right ahead, Francine. And so I want to commend you on highlighting these stories every night. You know, I... I I document some of these things myself because I'm retired. I used to go to the clubs in the 70s. I used to hang out. But now that I'm retired, I want a better life, you know, and, and, and this is awful. So, you know, I'm a Democrat, and I am going to – I voted for Curtis. I didn't vote for our Democratic mayor, you know. And I am going to be – probably going to be crossing over to the Republican uh, – governorship, whoever, uh, when this thing, this thing comes, because this, this crime situation has to, has to go away. I can't take, I can't even go out, you know, the way I used to go out. I'm afraid to go out. I can't go out at night, you know, and so I, I just want to commend you and Curtis for doing, uh, highlighting these crimes on, on, on the radio every night. Well, and I think it's wonderful. Francine, uh, thank you. Thank you very much for the comment. And to your point, these rocket scientists, right? So even if you're a progressive politician, what's going on now, as Francine just articulated, and I'm in the same boat, people with money to spend are not spending it in New York City because no one wants to die. No one wants to be stabbed. No one wants to be pushed in front of a train. So 
So, right, Francine, rather than coming into the city, rather than paying $45 to park and up, it's just easier to go to your local establishment, and then you don't have to worry about somebody doing a drive-by robbery. And so thank you for the call, Francine. The people that run New York City, come on, wake up. You're losing millions of dollars because of the crime problem. Dominic Carter here with you. Time for a break. When we come back, we're going to Manhattan, the Upper West Side, Brooklyn, New Jersey, and Clifton. And we're going to have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Kids as young as 10 years old, 10 years old, were among the mob of 100 rowdy teenagers, young people, young adults, who ransacked a Wawa convenience store in Philadelphia over the weekend. This according to the police. This according to video backing it completely up. They are trying to find out the identity, the police are, of the young people who are wanted for looting. The huge crowd of kids stormed the Philadelphia store on Roosevelt Boulevard in Philadelphia on a Saturday night, about 8.15 p.m., and began looting. They hurled food and drinks at one another. Hey, you're not paying for it, so, you know, let's have some fun. Knocking over shelves and destroying the stolen uh, store merchandise. One young woman, this seems to be a trend. Remember uh, in Manhattan, the French fry store that was... uh, Destroyed, and the women got on top of the uh, counter and started twerking. And for those of you that will call up and ask me what twerking is, it's dancing in a sexually suggestive way using your, um, your backside, shaking it up and down. And so one young woman jumped the top a counter and started twerking as the other youth filmed the pandemonium on their phones. Officers responded and broke it up, but were outnumbered and made no arrest at the time. Now listen to this, and I'm quoting a police official, Deputy Commissioner John Stanford in Philly. Quote, we have to be cautious because if we just had officers running in and grabbing kids we would be having a whole different conversation today. And then that's the unfortunate piece. So in a nutshell, the store was completely torn apart. The floor was covered with items pulled off the shelves, spilled drinks, and trash. That's in Philly, and it's the world that we live in. Emails. I just received one from Daniel, and um, you can, I'll just say Daniel B, and uh, you can reach me via email, dominic.carter at wabcradio.com. And Daniel says, with this out-of-control crime and the police seeming ambivalence, not to mention the politicians' tone deafness to the plight of the average citizen It is not long from now that people will take matters into their own hands. The unfortunate result will be the escalation of 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 being a vigilante to the extreme. My, let's see, his message to the powers that be, you reap what you sow. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, as I mentioned, a great interview between the owner-operator uh, of WABC, John Casamitidis, and former President Donald Trump. Uh, if you were listening to it, you could not turn away from it, as was the case for me. It's made a lot of news across the country. And this is their conversation on Putin. Ukraine, and Afghanistan. 
people are saying, and whether it's your friends or, or not your friends, they all say, well, I guess if, uh, if President Trump was still president, that Putin would not have entered the Ukraine. What say you about that? It would have never happened that he would have done that. It would have never happened. I spoke to him. I got along with him very well. I spoke to him. I understood him. He understood me probably. But I understood him well, and he would have never done it. And he didn't do it, John. You know, four years plus a long campaign, he never did it and never contemplated doing it at that time. And I think, frankly, with the travesty in Afghanistan, the way we got out, I think he looked at that and he looked at the leadership, looked at what happened with the military where we moved our military out first, left $85 billion, John. You know what billion is better than anybody. $85 billion worth of the best equipment, military equipment in the world, left American citizens, left uh, dead soldiers. Think of it, dead soldiers. That was such a disaster. I think it was the most embarrassing and horrible moment, just about the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. I think Putin saw that, but he would have never done it. That would have never been a problem. He was not going to go into Ukraine, and he understood the consequences. But now he's there, and you're going to have hundreds of thousands of people die, and and uh, you've already had far greater than the numbers they're broadcasting. When they wipe out cities like they're doing, you're not losing three people. They'll say two people died, and you know nine buildings were knocked down. Two people died. It's much worse than anybody knows. And this is something that would have never happened, John. Bottom line, as it relates to Ukraine and Russia and former President Trump and the current occupant of the White House, Joe Biden, strength represents or, or, or strength respects strength. Bottom line, that is the bottom line. Trump is correct. It would not have happened. It would not have happened if Trump was still in the White House. Alyssa in Manhattan, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Dominic. Uh, I think I have a suggestion that will go a long way in getting Lee Zeldin elected. But I just briefly wanted to express to Hunter and his wife that I am very glad that they were not more seriously hurt. And especially to her, bless you for your strength. And thank you for showing people that when you're married, it's teamwork and you do whatever it takes to protect each other. So I thank her for her strength. Hello? Yes, I'm listening. You oh, said okay, you, you said you had another point. Go, okay. go right ahead. All right. So um, for Lee Zeldin, you take the videos, the one that we just saw, which I just saw today, and it's horrific, of the lady being beaten up, um, the looting, and um, of police officers being attacked, and you do separate promos. But each one has the same message. At the top, and even someone, you can hear someone's voice saying, this is what happened on Governor Hochul's watch. Then at the bottom, it says, on November 8th, you decide. Well, they, they have, a, uh, Lee Zeldin has an ad that's even more effective than, than that. Uh, it shows, uh, and he's been criticized because one of the uh, alleged incidents did not occur in New York, but it's an effective ad of real crime situations. And he says, uh, turn out and vote. And thank you for the call, Alyssa. He says, turn out and vote because your life may very well depend on it. So it's sort of along the theme of what Alyssa just mentioned, but it is very, very powerful. And uh, for Zeldin to focus on crime, it's giving him a shot at winning this thing. Tony in Clifton, New Jersey. Good morning. What's on your mind? Dominic, how are you? I'm well. Go right ahead, Tony. Thanks for being there. So, you know, I'm kind of one of your older listeners, and I grew up in the city, and I've seen the city go through a lot of changes. And when Mayor Giuliani came, I was, like, so happy to see the turnaround. And I think, you know, my heart just goes out to all these people because I remember as I was growing up, I was seeing all this. And then you had a man who had, you know, who had integrity, who had a heart. There's nobody with a heart. But a time's going to come, and I just, like I said, my heart goes out to all these people. But for all those who have the power to fix this and are not fixing it, 
their time is running short because it's going to turn around. I believe it, Dominic. And this is going to stop because, you know, there's no compassion anymore. It's not we the people. It's you're all on your own. No one communicates. Curtis is amazing. Because if we just tell each other what's going on, people can be more aware because we don't really have any protection. So it's not even a crumb they're throwing to people to say, be careful when you're here. Communicate to people. It's, it's really sad, but I believe that things are going to turn around because I've seen what a man like Mary Giuliani can do, you know. Yes. And I'm glad I have that in my history. Hey, you know, Tony, I, I know it's very simplistic here, and I'm short on time. But what I always say about Giuliani, Mayor Giuliani, yeah. and why yeah. he was so effective, because yeah. it should have said on the television screen, <laughs> Giuliani's message to criminals, you act up, I act up. And Giuliani had a firm rule, throw the political correctness out the window. You can scream racism. You can say too many blacks are being arrested. You could say whatever you want to say. If you were involved in committing a crime, guess what? The handcuffs were out. Tony, I thank you for the call. And, And Giuliani had a rule of, well... You know, we'll let the judge resolve all of this. With me now, to put it all in perspective, Frank Morano. Hello, the other side Dominic. Of Night. Hello, sir. How How's are it you? going, my friend? I'm doing well. What do you have coming up tonight? All right. This morning. Show. This morning. Um, we're going to delve in a little bit more to this uh, John Katsimatidis interview with President Trump. Uh, some analysis. We'll play some of the highlights and uh, get take some calls on that. We'll also talk about... Uh, a lot of other things that are in the news and some issues that people may have missed. We try to find the stories that folks have ignored in the rest of the media and, and expose them. I'm going to talk with Nick Pope, who used to run essentially the UFO watching program for the British government, for the Ministry of Defense in the U.K. He's going to join us. He lives in the United States now. He's going to tell us what's real, what's hype, what's hyperbole. I'm going to be joined by the former mayor of Watertown, New York, Jeff Graham, who's a bar owner up there. We're going to talk about what it's like for small business owners, especially bar owners and restaurant owners these days, because with inflation and with labor costs going up, they're having a tough time staying in business and a lot of calls on a wide variety of subjects. And I'm so glad that you're doing that because I I haven't been to Watertown in a while. It's about an hour and a half from Syracuse, north of Syracuse, I believe. Yeah, it's a hike. And yes, and they, they in Watertown, they have a big uh, military base, but... You know, if you have a small business, it's tough times. Folks, you want to keep it right here. Frank Morano on the other side of midnight coming up right now on Talk Radio 77 WABC.